Hey man, well it's great to be with everyone. How are we doing, North OC Church? Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, it's our first park service of 2021. Are you guys excited to be here? Amen. Well, I know we didn't get to have one last month, so it's encouraging we get to be here this month. Um, should I even use this mic? Yeah, it's working. I can't tell. There we go. All right, there we go. Um, but today, we are going to jump into our lesson for today pretty quickly here. And we're going to be continuing in our Beyond the Gold sermon series, okay? Who was at church last week and got to hear our first lesson of the Beyond the Gold sermon series? All right, so Beyond the Gold, what does that mean, right? Beyond the Gold means that we as Christians living in this world, we want the gold medal in the competitions of life, right? But more so than the gold medal in the competitions of life, we want that crown that will last forever to go beyond just the gold here on earth, but the gold really of heaven going beyond that. Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to read our theme scripture for today. Um, actually, our theme scripture for the series is 1 Corinthians 9, verse 24. And it reads, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will, last, that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave, so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be excuse me, disqualified from the prize. That's 1 Corinthians 9.24. And so what we're going to do this morning to kick off our service is we are going to actually have a little competition. All right. I know last week we did a mad skills competition and I heard it was a lot of fun and that people were jumping high and trying to do different competitions. But today I said, you know what? We're at the park. We have some more space. I can put out some cones. We can get some cheering going. So we're going to do a competition where we're going to race. We're going to do a relay race. All right. Okay, okay. And so I'm going to need some volunteers. I'm going to need some people to get up here to have some fun, to get into it and to compete not for a crown that will last forever, but just a small little victory here at our North OC Park Service, okay? So this is what I need. I actually need 15 volunteers. 15, and I need them from every single ministry, okay? We got a lot more than 15 people out here, so that is not hard to do. So if you wanna come up, you can come on up. Start raising your hand if you wanna compete. Let me get some kids, I need some adults, I need some campus students. There we go, Alan, come on up. Come on up. I need some teens. Where's the teens at? Let me get some some singles. Where's Angelo? I want Angelo up here. Come on, Jason. Come on. How many are we at? How many are we at? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I need some older people up here. Come on, Eric. Let's get Marcel up here. Come on. Here we go. Here we go. We need three more. Three more. All right. One more. One more. One more. All right. Come on. Come on, Priscilla. All right. There's our 15. All right. 
Okay, so look at our awesome volunteers up here. Give a round for them. Give a round of applause. Okay. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to actually split you guys up into three different teams. Okay, three teams of five. So let's do this. Let's have you be a captain, you be a captain, and you be a captain. That's just the easiest way. So we'll split you three up, and then we'll just go. The rest of you got to go to the team. So you go here. Okay, you can go too. <laughs> you go there. Marcel. Yeah, right there. There. You can go with your dad. Alan, why don't we put you with Kenny? Eric, over here. You two want to be together or separate? Okay, two kids over there. That's perfect. There you go. Both of you there. Jacob, right here. Christine here and Jason there. Are there rules? Got to have shoes? You don't need shoes. We're going to be on the grass over here where these cones are. So I'm going to explain it to them, and then I'm going to bring them over to the cones over here where you see our awesome campus students already prepping our contest here, our relay race. Basically what we're going to do is we've got five different ways to race. The first one, and you guys each are going to pick one of these ways to do the race, okay? The first one is going to be a crab walk. Who knows what a crab walk is? Jason, can you demonstrate a crab walk for us? Go ahead. Boom. There you go. That's a crab walk right there. We all did a crab walk or just one of us do a crab walk? Just one of you. Just one of you. Can you just wait for second, The second thing is going to be a bear crawl. A bear crawl. Who knows what a bear crawl is? All four hands. Yep. There you go. All four. Yep. Perfect. The next one is just going to be a simple back pedal. Okay. You're just going to run backwards. Okay. It means like this. Running backwards. Okay. And then the fourth one is going to be jumping and hopping. So you're going to be hopping all the way there. Okay. And then the fifth one, you're actually not going to be going there. You're going to be the water balloon toss catcher. You got to catch the water balloon that's thrown from cone to cone. First team to catch it at the very end wins the relay race. Okay. They're just water balloons. So if you get a little wet, it's okay. We're outside. So does anybody have any questions as far as how those things work? We got that? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So the cone to cone, you throw it to yourself a teammate? I'll explain it when we get over there. It'll be simple. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll get it. So the way it's going to work is you guys got to determine who's going to do which competition, okay, or which type of race. You're going to line up at these cones on the left, okay? Max is pointing over there. And then... You're going to go to the other side and back and tag your teammate for them to go there and back and then there and back and then there. So the person hopping is just going to hop there. Once they get there, they're going to grab a balloon and toss it to the balloon catcher. Does that make sense? So you're only really going there four times. The balloon is the way you get back. Got it? Kenny? There's plenty of balloons. Oh, you gotta stay there until you catch it. You gotta stay there till you catch it. And we're here to complete the race. So even if you lose, you're gonna do it until you catch it because we're here to finish what we started. Amen. All right. Amen. All right. Yes. Who throws the balloon back? The, the hopper. The person hopping throws the balloon back. Great question. Any other questions? We got it. Okay. 
Start determining who's going to do what, and then let's make our way over there. And then I need all of you guys to be cheering them on as they compete. I believe Chris is going to play some fun music for us to listen to and cheer them on to. Amen? So let's go over there and let's get this thing started.
Good job, guys. All right, let's give it up for our contestants, our team. Great job, great job. That's the way we do it. Here we go. Woo! That was fun. That was a great one. I love when we get to see everybody participate. It was so encouraging. Great job. Great job. And great job to our winning team. And then I think the last, the, the other two teams, I think it looked like they tied for second. It was like perfectly timed, huh? Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Amen. Well, we love competing, don't we? We love a little friendly competition. We love running a race. You know, and I think that that has some great parallels to our lives as Christians as well. Amen. This idea of the race, right? This idea of training for the race. I know last week we talked about having dreams, right? The dream to, to be whatever you can be in life, right? A lot of us have different dreams, but specifically we talked about Joseph's, Joseph's dreams and the dream to please God, the, the kingdom dream, the dream that God has for us. You know, today we're going to be talking about training. Okay, the second lesson of our sermon series is on training, right? To go beyond the goal, we have to train. To be an Olympic athlete, it involves a lot of training. The definition of training is to be taught through practice and instruction over a period of time, that it's repetition, it's constant, it's never giving up, it's perseverance, it's going through tests and challenges. You know, training is essential to becoming excellent at a certain craft. Yep. You think of the greatest athletes, the greatest actors, the greatest bands or, or music artists, they put a lot of work into their craft. Yep. Even the best businessmen, businesswomen, a lot of training. You know, I love thinking about the amount of time, energy, dedication, and hard work that the Olympians put towards their craft. One of the biggest parts of becoming an Olympian is training hard, but not just training hard. There's a lot more involved with that. It also is withstanding the challenges, the obstacles, and the tests along the journey. Right? Some of the greatest athletes you hear, they get hurt during their training times. And that's devastating. It's a setback. It's a challenge. It just means you've got to train that much harder to get back to where you want to be. You know, and today we're going to be continuing in the study of Joseph as we look at the training and testing of his faith. Amen? Amen. All of us here, I think we understand that being a true Christian, it requires a lot of training. Yeah. It requires going through tests. And we're going to endure obstacles and challenges in our walks with God, if we haven't already. I know many of us have, but we have to view them as training moments that God is working through us to mature our faith. So we're going to be looking at two moments where God is training jo Joseph, not Joshua, Joseph. I preached about Joshua last time. And we're going to be looking at these two moments. And so if we remember from last week, we talked about Joseph's dreams and how his brother did not like 
His brothers didn't like what his dreams were about. That he, the dream was about that he would one day rule over them. And they did not like that idea. So we're going to come into the story with Joseph's brothers plotting against him in Genesis 37. So please turn with me to Genesis 37. Amen? In verse 16 is where we're going to pick up. And this is where his brothers are plotting against Joseph. It says, he replied, verse 16 of 37, I'm looking for my brothers. Can you tell me where they are grazing their flocks? They have moved on from here, the man answered. I heard them say, let's go to Dothan. So Jesus went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance. And before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer. They said to each other, come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. We'll stop there. So we see that Joseph's brothers are upset, right? They're upset to the point where they want to kill their very own brother. This was a massive, massive test Joseph was about to endure. Right? The story doesn't just end, luckily, with the brothers killing him, because if that was the case, the sermon would be over, we'd pack up, and we'd go home. Right? That's not what happens, because it said, the scriptures say that God was with Joseph. What ended up happening was Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. And they, then they proceeded to lie and tell their family, their father, that they found him dead, that he was killed by a ferocious animal. And so in Joseph's family's mind, in his dad's mind, he's saying, look, my son is dead. He's gone. They have this bloody garment that was Joseph's. He's gone. So not only is he sold into slavery, his own family thinks he's dead. Joseph was basically dead to his family. He was in a low place. He was in a spot where he was out of control of his circumstances. He didn't have control. Joseph had all the reasons in the world to feel upset, angry, abandoned, lonely. What would you be feeling if you were in Joseph's shoes? What are some of the emotions, the, 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 just the feelings that you'd have, the resentment, the frustration? I'd want to seek revenge. I know I would. Say, my brother did what? I'm going to get him back. I'd, I'd also probably feel hopeless. I'd probably feel feelings of like, man, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm hopeless. He'd just been betrayed by his own brothers. That's pain. That's suffering. That's, that's not something easy to endure. You know, Joseph was being tested. He was being trained. What is our response when things like this happen in our lives? What's our response when circumstances are difficult, when things don't go our way? How do we respond? Do we respond with anger and bitterness and frustration? Seek revenge? Or do we trust? Do we surrender? Do we submit to God's will? Do we seek the kingdom? Do we seek help from other people? Do we seek to be able to confide in our brothers and sisters? Do we turn to God and the spiritual resources He has given us? I mean, look around. 
Look at these resources we have here. This family that we have here. Or do we respond to according to how we feel and dwell in the negativity that's around us? Because when we do that, the scriptures say we're part of a body, and when one part suffers, all suffer with it. You know, one of the greatest character traits in world-class athletes is resilience. Resilience. The word resilience. Michael Jordan once said, obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it. Go through it or work around it. Joseph had some resilience, and he had to have resilience to endure the circumstances he was going through with his own family, his brothers betraying him, selling him to slavery, and lying about his death. What is our resilience like as disciples of Jesus? Are we resilient in our faith when tough times come? Do we bounce back? Are you giving in when things get difficult? Are you just putting your hands up say, this is hard, I don't want to do it. I don't like this. I know I've been there. That's a weakness. That's something I can struggle with. But we have to bounce back, church. We have to have resilience the way Joseph does. And we're going to look here. He's resilient because he has another incredible test he's going to endure. But we have to have this resilience in our walks with Christ if we want to mature our faith and go beyond the gold. Amen? Amen. Come on. You know, the next test that Joseph goes through is in Genesis 39. You can turn there. And, you know, he's bought as a slave by a man named Potiphar. He was an Egyptian who was one of Pharaoh's officials. Pretty high up in the ranks, pretty wealthy man. And, and he was a master over Joseph. You know, the scriptures say, though, that the Lord was with Joseph. So he became Potiphar's attendant and was trusted by Potiphar. And so we're going to pick up in the story here in Genesis 39, verse 6, where we see sort of what happens in Potiphar's house with Joseph. It says in verse 6 of 39, So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food that he ate. Now Joseph was well-built and handsome. A lot like Rusty, right? And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, Come to bed with me. Uh-oh. But he refused. With me in charge, he told her, My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master, was with, my master has withheld nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke uh, to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her and even be with her. Verse 11. It says, One day he went into the house to attend to his duties, and none of the household servants was inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, Come to bed with me. But he... Sorry, I got flies around me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. When she saw that he had left his cloak in her hand and had run out of the house, she called her household servants. Look, she said to them, this Hebrew has been brought to us to make sport of us. 
He came in here to sleep with me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. She kept his cloak beside her until his master came home. Then she told him this story. That Hebrew slave you brought us came to me to make sport of me. But as soon as I screamed for help, he left his cloak beside me and ran out of the house. When his master heard the story, his wife told him, saying, This is how your slave treated me. He burned with anger. Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. We'll stop there. Wow. What another test that he's enduring, right? This, this amazing test. This is a challenge. God's training him, right? He's like, okay, Joseph, I know you're faithful. Let's see how faithful. And he gives him this opportunity. He starts building trust with Potiphar, his master. And so much so to the point where he trusted him with everything in his house except his wife. Right? Because he, clearly it's his wife. And so we see that the wife is trying to tempt Joseph. Hey, come sleep with me. Come to bed with me. Joseph, he stood the test. He stood strong. Joseph was being trained. I guarantee you, though, Joseph couldn't do this without the strength of God in his life, without the faith that he's built, without the other tests he's had to endure. So the testing that he had previously gone through, it added to his faith. It built his faith. You know, God has blessed all of us with the gift of being a part of his kingdom here on earth. And we get to have a group of people that aren't just Sunday churchgoers, but we're a family of believers. We, get, we hold each other accountable. We get down and dirty when things aren't looking good in our lives because we care. We hold each other accountable. We challenge each other. And we want to see not only each other, but our children's children make it to heaven. Amen? Amen. That's the kingdom of God. That's what we are a part of. That's what Joseph was looking towards. And I know that many of us are going through testing in our lives personally. I know that many of us are being trained and matured in our faith. And it's hard. It's difficult. I understand that. But we have to be faithful the way that Joseph was. We have to be faithful to the training of each other, the encouragement of one another, and the spurring on of one another. Amen? Amen. You know, Joseph had to endure this test. He had to go through the darkness in order to see the light, in order to be what he was meant to be. And we're going to be continuing looking at the story of Joseph as we continue in this sermon series, and we'll see what God does with him in his life. This is obviously the hard moment, the dark moment for Joseph. But we're going to close out in verse 20 of Genesis 39. It's a little bit more encouraging. But we see that Joseph's in prison. Right? He had already been sold into slavery. He had been lied to, to his father. Or his father had been lied to about him dying. He had been a slave, a good one, 
and then he gets put in prison for something he didn't even do. That's a lot of different challenges there that I think all of us can relate to in some little way. Who, who here has ever been accused of something you didn't do? It doesn't feel good, right? That's what Joseph just went through. So in verse 20, we're going to see how his faithfulness to God ends up paying off. It says, but while Joseph was there in prison, verse 21, the Lord was with him. That feels good. Doesn't it feel good when the Lord is with us? It says, he showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So the warden put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he, and he was made responsible for all that was done there. The warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Wow. The Lord was with Joseph. Isn't that amazing? The, the horrible circumstances that on the front, on the faith, taking it for face value, if we all looked at these circumstances and one of us was going through that, we'd be like, that is the worst thing ever. That is horrible. That is difficult. Every time you see, what is God doing? God's saying, okay, that's a tough circumstance, but look at this. Check this out. You're going to be in charge of your master's house. Oh, you get put in prison. Oh, check this out. Now you're in charge of the prison. The warden doesn't even bother you. What? An amazing faith. God is the ultimate trainer. Amen? Amen. And God is training Joseph, saying, look, just be faithful. You'll see what happens. Check it out. And in our lives as well, he's the same way. Oh, you're going through marriage issues. Be faithful. Just watch what I do. Oh, you're going through family problems. Be faithful. Watch what I do. Oh, your ministry, it's struggling. A couple people maybe have, have walked away or... You're not doing as well as you wish you did. Be faithful. Watch what I do. That's what God is telling us. And that's what he's telling Joseph here. He's saying, I've got you. No matter what you go through, I am here for you. And I'm training you to be something so much greater than what you could even imagine. I love that scripture my wife shared this morning. This idea of so much more than all we can imagine. That God is, can do so much more. You know, if we want to go beyond the gold in our spiritual lives, church, we have to accept the training and testing of the Lord in our lives. Amen? Amen. We have to be willing to accept that. And I believe we can do it. I believe we have done it. And I believe that together, we can do it as a family in the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. And so, continuing with our theme, beyond the gold, we have a challenge for you guys. Okay, I have a challenge for you all. Come on. Who here did our challenge last week? Come on. The Come challenge on. Yeah. of having some kingdom dreams. All right. Let's on. get let's get two people to share what their kingdom dream is. Mm. Who did their challenge last week? Come on. Anybody? Who wants to share? Who's who's feeling bold? Come on. Come on. Anyone? All right, Gene, go for it. Man, that's encouraging. Amen. Right? The dream of 
just being stronger, growing in our faith and b- building that strength through God, right? Because at the end of the day, our strength doesn't get us very far. It's God's, and you know that. What else? One more. Go for it. Amen. That's great. For those who couldn't hear him, he said he has a stable place at work, and now he wants to be devoted to sharing and trying to help convert his coworkers. Being a great, you know, fam, a uh, 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 family man of Christ to his coworkers. That's great. Come on, come on. Anybody else? Did I miss anyone? Go for it. We'll close out with you guys. That's great. That's an amazing dream. For those who couldn't hear them, they said they want to help broken and damaged marriages in the church. They want to be there for them, be a safe place and train them. That's amazing. You know, the challenge for this week, get out your notes here. Here's your, here's your challenge. I think all of us can do this. The challenge is to get a training session of prayer and fasting with someone here today. We're all about building connection building family, but also training one another in righteousness. Amen? And so we're going to be getting a training session. Basically, go out, meet with one of the, your, your other disciples, or your other brothers or sisters, pray and fast that day with them. Amen? Amen. Come on. Amen. Well, as we close out, guys, I believe that we can be trained the way that Joseph was, that our faith can be matured, our faith can grow, our faith can become something so much more than we ever imagined. Amen? Amen. And so at this time, we're going to be praying and taking the communion. And if for those who don't have one, please raise your hand. But we're going to also reflect on the cross and take communion together, remembering that Jesus went through the ultimate test of going to the cross for our sins. Yeah. And remembering that that love for us is why we're here, is why we have the ability to be trained, the ability to grow in our faith. Amen? Amen. So let's say a prayer as we take communion together. Father God, thank you so much, Lord, just for this time to be able to come before you with my family, my brothers and sisters, and to be able to have some fun here at the park and compete a little bit, but also, God, to really get into the Word and connect with one another and connect with you, God. And I pray that as we take communion right now, that we can remember the tests and the training that your son Jesus went through, God. The things that you had to put him through on the cross, or really not that you put him through, but what our sin put him through. And Lord, I pray that you can strengthen all of us here this morning. That you can train us and mature our faith and build upon what you have been teaching us, God. But Lord, I pray that as we take the cup and the bread, that we can just reflect and be joyful for the second chance that your son Jesus has given us. Lord, we love you. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen.